This is the Commuter Pulse podcast, a podcast for students who live off campus at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Here, we will share key stories, resources, and useful tips for students making a daily commute to campus. We will be airing a new episode every week during the fall and spring semesters with topics ranging from dealing with stress to taking a guided tour of Student Center East. We hope you enjoy and tune in next week. If you're a student and would also like to be part of the Commuter Pulse podcast team, you can learn how to record, host, and edit audio by contacting Christina Garcia at kgarcia4 at uic.edu. My name is Christina Garcia, and I'm the Associate Director for Commuter and Off-Campus Life here at UIC. I'm joined here today by two representatives of UIC's Career Services Office. So if we can take a moment and introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Dory. Um, I'm working in the Career Services Office as a Career Advisor. Um, have a background in career service, uh, graduated with my master's from the Chicago School of Professional Psychology, and really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And Dory's last name is White, W-H-I-T-E. My name is Tan Harrison. I am the Associate Director for Career Development here in the Career Services Office. Um, and I've been here for Oh, about a year and a half now, um, but my career services background goes as far back as uh, 2002. So I've been a career advisor for pretty much over ooh, 17 years and counting. <laughs> I think I got another gray hair just yeah. saying that. Okay. Lots of experience, lots of experience. We're excited to talk with you today because this is really an opportunity to share a little bit more about the programs and services that you offer. And we may even be able to integrate some questions that we know that students might have about career development services or generally just the job search that might be helpful. So would you be able to share a little bit about where your area is located? Yes. So we are located on the corner of Harrison and Racine in the Student Services Building. A lot of students are familiar with the Student Services Building because that's where like financial aid and student accounts mm -hmm. um, is located. Um, we're located on the third floor, suite 3050, um, and uh, we are here. Our office hours are from 8.30, to 5, 8.30 in the morning to 5 p.m. And sharing a little more about, I know in doing our research, we learned that there are advisor sessions. And so these often can offer different types of experiences for students. Would you be able to share a little bit about what an advisor session looks like? I'm sure I would love to. I think um, the advising session definitely depends on the student and what they're coming in for. So I have students that come in for resume and cover letter reviews. I have students that come in for mock interviews because they're preparing for jobs and internships. And then I also have career exploration students where they just want someone to help them navigate some of their interests and values. So we spend time talking about that. And no session is going to be absolute concrete. We have to work on this. You can come in for a resume review and realize you need to talk about something else, and we can transition into that and get back to your resume later. So it's really student-centered, and it's based on what the student's needs are. Um, so whatever you feel comfortable coming in and talking with us about related to career, please come see us. Well, and just wondering, do UIC students have to be seniors in order to take advantage of these services? No, definitely not. You can <laughs> please come and see us your freshman year, your sophomore year, your junior year. 
we we want you to utilize us through your professional development journey. And we laugh, but it's, it's very serious. People think career services is only something that you use when you're getting ready to graduate. But there's so much to learn about career um, that it behooves you really to come once every semester, just mm-hmm. to sit down, decompress, and figure out what the next steps for you should be as you go to the next part of your professional development. What she said. <laughs> no, but, you know, it's uh, what Dory said was very valid. You know, we encourage students to come in first year um, because the journey starts in the freshman year in terms of one's career development. Um, you're here for, students are here for, you know, reason of, of course, they're taking classes, but the ideal ultimate goal is to try and get that that career kickoff start. Mm-hmm. And part of that process has to do with the students understanding, you know, where your interests are, um, where you, I mean, what, what does I say, what you're currently interested in, um, and how you can tie those interests. And I always say, um, the ideal situation is to always find your passion in what you do. Because when you have a passion for what you're doing, it doesn't feel like a job job. Mm-hmm. You know, you have that connection, you have that investment, you have that, and that interest gets you more involved. And then when you take that and you grow and you build on it, that's how you, that's the basis or foundation of a career. So we, okay. you know, we always encourage the students to come see us as early as possible. And does it always happen? No, we always get the situation where we have the student coming to us the week after graduation saying, okay, I'm done, now let's start a job. But the reality of it is a lot of times when that happens, they, you know, the reality of it is they may not get that job next week. Mm -hmm. For some students, it may take a while. And how long it takes, it depends on what the student is doing in terms of the time and there's other factors, you know, how's the economy doing and is the area that the student is looking for a job, is there a solid outlook in terms of finding opportunities? And then there are preferences and values. You know, are you willing to move out of the area or you prefer to stay in the area? Because there are, you know, different areas or different fields or career paths could result in you moving into other areas around the United States, in some cases outside the country. So it's just a matter of talking to the students and find out what their interests are, and then helping, help us help you, you know, help us help them navigate the process, because it's a journey. Mm-hmm. It's a, the career development journey is not a linear process. That's what we always have to embrace. And what some students don't realize is that people change careers multiple times throughout their life, and students change majors multiple times throughout their, their journey in terms of their pursuit for their degrees. So as long as they realize that they're not the only ones that's having second thoughts and moving on and so on and so forth, you know, but, and it's okay. The bottom line is it's okay. It happens and it's very common. Um, But the thing about it is, is we have to um, understand that we are here to support the Mm -hmm. student in that journey because, you know, it, there are people out there who don't have that type of support and to have that access to those opportunities and to that particular um, support, it's a wonderful thing to have. And we are here to support the students in that process. Thanks so much for sharing that. And I think just reflecting on my own college experience, I, I don't think I, I certainly wasn't in there in the first, my first year. Neither was I. Yeah. And it's sort of speaking from experience of totally do this, take advantage of these uh, programs and services while they're here. So that's great. Mm-hmm. 
and, and I would say, you know, Dory said she wasn't <laughs> utilizing it. Um, I wasn't either until I got tired of being in school and I said, okay, I need to understand some other options. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my experience in my undergrad was that I, I got to a point where I was completely burnt out. I was tired of taking classes. I was working. Um, and I was commuting back and forth from home. And I just got tired. And I just didn't know where else to go and what to do. And, you know, I had a family member tell me, well, why don't you take a break from school? And I said, if, if I take a break from school, I am not returning. <laughs> I'm going to find a full-time job. And I'm just going to go ahead and work for it. But then... I had another family member say, well, well, you know, why don't you go and talk to a career advisor? Mm -hmm. And I said, who, what? what, what, who is that? And I literally had to go and look online to find out, you know, about the career services department in my undergrad. And I was able to um, meet with my career, my career advisor, who was very helpful, and he gave me options. And the options resulted in me able to complete my degree because it helped me balance out my priorities and he helped me guide in terms of understanding where I could potentially go in terms of my career path and what I could potentially do. Um, it did result in a career change, mm -hmm. um, but I have no regrets now, but I don't think that would have been possible had I not met and talked to a career advisor. Um, and that, and, you know, in the long run, in hindsight, that kind of helped me shape and mold the direction to where I am now with my career. And that type of guidance sounds so helpful especially at a key points like that and oh no worries yeah. no I was gonna say it definitely is to kind of piggyback with what Tan said people look at a career office as a place to go when they don't know what to do so a lot of people come in and feel like well I know my major I know what I'm gonna go into so why do I need to talk to the career advisors mm -hmm. and it's not until after they start getting into classes learning more about the field that they're like, okay, so maybe this isn't what I want to do, but what else am I supposed to do? Like, the linearity of the thinking process sometimes can can make it so students feel like we're not needed. But if Tan, if nobody had told Tan to talk to a career advisor, she wouldn't be here. You know, so that's important. And I'm pretty sure at the time, career advisor, I know what I'm going to do. I don't need to talk to anybody about that. <laughs> and that's, that's typically how a lot of students think. So... Just to come in even before you you make a decision about something, just to see if it's going to be the right decision is, is very positive. And I think you learn so much um, by having somebody else sit there and validate those feelings for you as well. Well, in this... She had me at the big word, linearity. It's so counterintuitive because I think it just especially with getting, you know, you're trying to get a major, right, or trying to complete the classes for your major, you got to take classes in a certain order and you have to sequence everything right. And, mm -hmm. and so I, I think it isn't unheard of for us to, to think in those very linear terms, but your path is not a straight line. Um, very rarely will it be. Rarely. If it is, congratulations. But if it isn't, you're in good company. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I usually tell students, um, I share with students my experiences when they sit there and say, well, you know, people don't make big changes in terms of their career path. And I, and I have to chuckle because I tell them, I say, well, in my undergrad, I, forgot, I received my degree in chemical engineering. 
And then their eyes get real big. And I said, how do you go from being a chemical engineering student to a career advisor? And I said, that's life. <laughs> that's, that's what we talk about, how the process is nonlinear. Because our experiences, and we are human beings and we evolve. So as we evolve, our interests change and we mature and we, we get interest in other particular areas. And that realigns where we consider ourselves envisioning ourselves going um, in terms of career path. And, you know, there have been different studies. It talks about people changing careers. I've lost track. It's like five to seven times in their life. And mm. um, college students change majors. I think we had somebody yesterday talk about they were changing majors 10 to 12 times mm -hmm. in their, yeah. their college career. So when you think about that and you... And then, you know, when you talk to people and you just go and ask them, it's like, well, where did you get your background in? And then I've had, I've known people um, in my life who, you know, we had police officers who became, they had their own pastry business. And then I have friends who, you know, were in HR and now they're academic advisors. You know, it's, it's a, you know, things change. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of people understanding it happens. Yeah, You know, it doesn't mean failure. And that's a lot of people have a tendency to think that if you change, then it's connected to a failure. And, mm -hmm. and it's not. It's not a failure. It's, it's a redirection, if that's an appropriate term. It's yeah. redirecting where you want to go in your life. And it, it doesn't necessarily make you a failure. Um, it does is makes you aware of who you are as a person who is evolving and growing um, because we are all growing even regard, regardless of our age, we are all growing and we're learning. And if you embrace that, then that could put you in a better position to be intentional in terms of how you approach things. Um, and that can put you in a better position for opportunities to take place. That's great. And I think that I know you touched upon what really goes into having an advising session and how flexible that can be. I'm wondering, too, are there any workshops or events that you think we should know about or might be helpful in this discernment process for people? I think we offer, we offer so many. So we offer our resume palooza that we did that was really great where students could come and get their resumes reviewed at a larger space so, you know, we can cater to more people, which is really great. Usually before our fairs, we have a navigating a career fair or navigating a graduate fair which I also think is really big because those can be very intimidating to students. Mm -hmm. um, they feel pressure to go because it's, it's a gateway to finding you know, a job or to network with people, but they're very nervous and they often don't know how to navigate it or how to set it up for themselves where they're putting their best foot forward. So I remember I met with a student and I told him, pick out your top three places and go there first get there early and go to the top places he wanted to talk to first because the people who represent the career fairs are human like us. They'll get tired. They'll see a lot of different people. And if this is a place you really want to network with and get paired with, put your best foot forward. So, you know, talking about things like that in the workshops, we often collaborate with other um, departments and do pop-up workshops so people can come and speak with our advisors and get help. And that often works really well when we work with the colleges because then you get to talk to, like, your LAS advisor and a career advisor. And you're getting all this extra help and attention um, that you might not get. Um, we offer walk-in advising, which I think is really great because students are busy and we get that. So, you know... If you just have one five-minute question, you don't have to take 
you know, 45 minutes out of your day um, to get an answer. So I think that's all a plus um, to come to. Anything I missed, Tam, workshop Um Well, we also have a choosing a major workshop. True. Um, we also offer an internship one-on-one session for students. Um, and it could vary anywhere from having a panel of students who've um, completed an internship to a standard workshop conversation um, that we offer. And we've offered the first time this semester in the fall, and we're looking to, I mean, we've done it in the past, but we usually do it in the spring, but this time we offered it in the fall. Okay. And now we're um, the plans are to offer the same workshops in the spring. So we do have a core set of workshops that we offer on a regular basis because we offer um, about 10 uh, career fairs each year. So to help, and I'm saying, let me rephrase that, not 10 career but 10 fairs, and one of them is a grad school fair, so it's not necessarily a career fair, but the other ones are career fairs. And, you know, to help students get prepared for these career fairs, it works to their advantage. So I would just say, since you said the word not linearly, um, I would say it would behoove you to, I got it, it would behoove you, yeah, that's that college education, it behooves you to attend the workshops if you're not comfortable. Because, mm. you know, my, my first experience going to a career fair was nerve-wracking. Honest to goodness, it was completely nerve-wracking. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. And, you know, in my undergrad, they offered similar workshops, and I also relied on my career advisor. So I did everything. I went to the workshop. I talked to my career advisor. They all provided great and, and uh, information in regards to how to get prepared. You know, you it's more, it's more than just going and introducing yourself to the employer. It's about doing your research as well mm-hmm. and knowing what to look for and what to – what to bring into the conversation when you introduce yourself and you're talking to the employer, that it's, it's all connected to that first good impression, I would say great impression, so that it makes them, the employer remember, remember you when the career fair is over. They say, oh, that student, um, they did an excellent job. I was very impressed by the conversation we had, um, and I would like to add them to that yes pile and mm. not the no pile. So that's, you know, things like that and helping the student get prepared makes a big difference. And that's what we're here to help the students get prepared to make that great impression so it can get them to that next level and the ultimate goal of getting that job. That's great. I think, too, with, with really just trying to understand, I, I know one of the questions I had was that you hear the benefit of working with alumni, right? But I, what might that look like here at UIC? I wasn't sure if there was any connection between alumni support or any networking or something that you might recommend from the career development services. Oh, yes. We have a lot of our employers who come to recruit our UIC alums. Mm, And one of the things you'll catch them, a lot of them wearing is that lovely UIC little red pin. Mm -hmm. So when you see that, that's a great opportunity to build a connection with that person so that you can have that network. Because these... UIC alums are proud, and we love them. Dory is one, as she does her cabbage patch version (laughs) of dancing at the table. Um, And and that's a great opportunity. And then, you know, the service, the uh, collaborations we have with uh, alumni, um, alumni um, relations uh, is very key um, for students to take advantage of. And, you know, 
there are other options in terms of like social media, um, LinkedIn, there's a very powerful presence of UIC alums on LinkedIn. And this is something that we encourage the students to do is to go and get your LinkedIn uh, profile set up and set it up. And we assist with that as well. A lot of people don't realize we assist with, you know, once we help you with your resume, we can also assist you with having a solid LinkedIn profile. Um, and use that to your advantage and connect with the alums because um, they're all over LinkedIn and we love it. <laughs> and I think it's also beneficial just to to participate in other avenues. You know, we're in a very heavy social media age. And I remember one of the first things that I noticed when I was like in the last stretch of my master's program, I asked someone a question about a book or something. They're like, did you check out the school's Facebook page? Like they put everything there. I had no idea my school even had one, but it was more so run by students and alums and if they didn't network on LinkedIn, they put stuff in there. And I don't think what students understand is sometimes they'll put jobs in there. They'll put opportunities in there that because that's true. That's the whole point of a network is to, you know, build and grow together. So, you know, students are like, Well, how do I find internships? How do I find this? Are you following, you know, the student pages, you know, the professional student pages? Are you going to other places that fit your what you're looking for, are you looking for an engineering page with other engineers that you can share ideas with and talk to? Because there's so many resources out there that weren't even around when I was in school that they can use to get so many different connections. So, you know, be proud of where you go to school. UIC is a great campus. It's a great school. And people take pride in that. So you have to look for those other people. And you could make some really great opportunities. Well, and this actually, I think, connects well with... Um our next question related to UICCareers.com. Would either of you be able to share a little bit about what that looks like? What's the best way to use that site? Yes. <laughs> In short. We're, yes, we're, we're both looking at each other like, okay, yes. So UICCareers.com is our online job and resume database. Um, this is where all the employers that we've established relationships with um, and potential ones, um, we direct them to that site to post positions. So, And that is something um, current students as well as alums and when current students become alums, they have access to that forever. Um, and it's no charge to the students. They can go in and they can... Um, uh, update their profile because they already have a, an account set up. It's just a matter of them going in and updating information. They can upload their resume um, and then they can go in and take a look at on-campus jobs, whether it's um, fellow work study or regular student employment, which is non-fellow work study. If they're looking for a part-time job, if they're looking for an internship or a full-time job, all those opportunities are listed on the site, and students are more than welcome and encouraged to go in and access their account, um, update their information, upload the resume, um, and just start looking at the opportunities that are there. And for those listening, we're going to make sure to include the links to both the careerservices.uic.edu website and to the website we just discussed, which is uiccareers.com. So... Any last parting thoughts or pieces of advice for anyone who's listening? Help us help you. Really. If you haven't come in, come in for a drop-in advising Monday through Friday. If you now heard us and you're like, I definitely should be making an appointment, 
call or stop in and schedule one with us because this is why we're here. We're here to help the students through this journey. It's not an easy journey. Um, and, you know, being a UIC student myself and going through a, a similar career journey, similar to Tan, like, it can be a lot. It can be confusing. You kind of like, well, I don't like this. Now I want to change it. Who should I talk to? Where resources are here, even if you just want to come in and say, I graduated in six months and I have no idea what I want to do. Okay, let's talk about that. You know, how is that making you feel right now? What can we do to assist you and help you? What things can we do you know, in this session or more sessions that will make you feel better towards the end of graduation. Like, we're here for support and to help you through this journey. So come see us. Come drop in and say hello. Yes, hello. Um, <laughs> and, and can I add also, um, and especially for students, that uh, students who are undecided, um, it's important to note that we offer... Um, as a part of our services available to students, we offer opportunities to do career assessments. Um, whether they're undecided in their major or they're not sure what career path to pursue, um, we have advisors who are certified to administer what is called a strong interest inventory. And these this assessment, um, we also have um, advisors who are certified to do Myers-Briggs. Um, but these assessments are here to help students get some ideas um, in terms of the options for their career paths based on their interests and their values um, and through a series of answering um, a set of questions. And this is a powerful tool that students can utilize to help them get a better idea of where they see themselves going for that first career path pursuit. So I just want to enclose with that um, and share that with students who are undecided because we have um, a, a number of students here on campus, and that's common with a lot of colleges and universities that are students that are coming in and they're not sure about their path. So that's just a, something I want to share. And again, it goes back to what I said before, is we're here to help them. And we're here to support and provide guidance. Um, but, you know, the, the first step is to come see us and let us work with you from there. It takes a village. Thank you, Tan and Dory. Please be sure to check them out here in the Student Services Building. This has been the Commuter Pulse Podcast. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Catch a new episode each week during the fall and spring semesters. Until then, commuters.